0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 2nd, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. It could be years before the stock of General Motors is back in private hands now that the federal government is the majority shareholder. But there are myriad decisions that corporations and governments must make in consideration of the other. Will lawmakers seek to stick their thumb into the GM pie during this period of government ownership? And $50 billion later, are taxpayers really through paying to prop up GM? Cato Institute senior fellow Jeffrey Myron comments. Uh,
1: I think what happened with respect to the GM uh, bailout and bankruptcy is that various interest groups in Washington, especially organized labor and the Green Lobby, saw an opportunity to take over a major car manufacturer and force it to do things that it wasn't going to do if left to market forces. So to give the United Auto Workers a more generous contract than they sort of, merit based on the fundamentals of how profitable GM is and how many people it should employ, and to push it to make a lot more green cars than American consumers are willing to buy if those are priced at market prices.
0: Is there any more substantive argument? Uh, President Obama has said, uh, we are avoiding a fate worse, much worse than this uh, by taking GM through a special kind of bankruptcy. Has there been any deeper argument about why this special kind of coddled bankruptcy rather than standard bankruptcy?
1: Well, I think they could have made a case that having the government come in and engage in a somewhat specialized bankruptcy-like proceeding, but that was nevertheless more orderly or faster than a standard Chapter 11 might have been, there's an argument for that. I don't like the argument overall, because I think it subverts the rule of law. But if they had only come in and forced things to happen quickly— Hey, there would have been at least some potential upside. Of course, they could have should have done that back in November, rather than having roughly six months where everybody was twisting in the wind, not knowing what was going on. Uh, but that maybe had a defense, not overall compelling defense, but a defense. What they've done in addition, of course, is to systematically reward the unions and penalize the creditors relative to what likely would have happened in Chapter 11. There's no excuse for that. And they put a ton of taxpayer money into it, and there's no excuse for that. So, overall, I think there was a one very, very tiny defense of some extraordinary procedures, um, but otherwise no, no, no good justification for the way they did things.
0: President Obama said that they will be taking a hands-off approach to managing GM uh, for, for the duration of the time the government owns uh, majority shares, but they've already fired the CEO. They will be choosing uh, most of the highest-level... Uh, management. And a decision to uh, build a car in China has already been changed to a decision to build a car in the United States. Does anyone really believe that uh, politicians will not attempt to uh, make GM a servant to their interests?
1: I don't know if anyone believes those kinds of statements, but no one should. I mean, it's just laughable on its face that the government can stay uninvolved, even if the administration and its economists okay, really believed it or really wanted to make it happen. It's not going to be up to them. It's going to be up to the Congress, and Congress has a huge set of interests, okay, mainly for many Democratic uh, senators and representatives to help the unions and to promote this green agenda. So they're going to do things like prevent plants overseas. They've already been discussion of making it harder for various other brands, uh, foreign brands, to be imported into the US trade restrictions in effect. And so um, there's no way they're not going to interfere. It's impossible not to interfere because the pressure from their constituencies are going to be immense. They already are immense and are already uh, being put into place, as you just mentioned.
0: When this was announced, should the government have already had a plan for on what kind of timetable and when they were going to return these shares back to the private sector?
1: Well, in some ways, I guess that would have been helpful. It would have been a step in the right direction. It's not obvious what that plan would have been. They could have said when GM has gotten to a certain level of profitability, but of course there's a lot of gray area in just measuring profitability, so that would not have been very precise. Um, But at any point at which they decide they're going to start selling, that's going to raise issues for the market. Oh, gee, if the government is selling its shares, what happens to the value of my shares? There are going to be arguments about it's too soon because they're not profitable enough. So there is no good exit strategy. That's one of many compelling reasons why they should never have gotten in in the first place. There's no easy or natural way to get out.
0: Do you have an example of of that that kind of uh, difficulty that governments have found after taking over a company?
1: Well, I mean, if we just look at the history of government takeovers, the number that have been eventually reversed is tiny, and they've been 20, 30, 50 years after the initial takeovers. Now, France did uh, take over a lot of industry under Mitterrand, um, and that went on for various stages, 10 to 15 years. But, of course, it didn't get entirely out either. There's still lots of involvement. So the history of government takeovers or of government ownership uh, just is incredibly discouraging about this, this kind of situation. Jeffrey Myron is a Cato
0: Institute Senior Fellow and the Director of Undergraduate Studies in the Department of Economics at Harvard University. You can read more of his work at cato.org.